Hey, what is going on, Clipper folks? It is me, Positive Chuck Mockler, usually joined by William the Opinion Updike, but he is unavoidably detained yet again here on Locked on Clippers. We come at you five days a week, 7 a.m. Make us your first listen. Today, I am joined by the fantastic Joseph Rye Ward of the Clipset Pod. Joseph, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me once again. Yes, it's been you've been on kind of a lot lately. Yeah, it's 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 been a heater. There might uh, might be beef between you and Will. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> today's episode starting off the week right. We're recapping the Clippers' win over Charlotte. That was pretty good. There was some sloppiness, a little up and down. But we're gonna get into that. Um, but overall, hey, the win streak is at four games. Who isn't happy about that? It is Monday, so we're going to be going through the freshies, talking about Sergi Baca's return, how he looked in his eight minutes, how we can maybe maximize Eric Bledsoe, what happens with Hartenstein's minutes, and will Brandon Boston Jr. ever pass? We have some anecdotal evidence to suggest maybe not. Breaking news coming up. <laughs> he might not. And then it is Monday, which means it is the Luke Kennard progress report. Very excited. So much more fun this year than last year. Very excited. Um, as well as Terrence Mann Vorp Watch. Which Joseph Ryward has some strong feelings about. <laughs> we will get into those later. Uh, but yeah, thank you for, for hanging out with us. Let's go ahead and dive in right now. The Clippers got a 120-106 win over the Hornets. I mean, Serge Ibaka returned, which is great. Yes. Um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we're going to kind of talk about what he looked like in those eight minutes of play. But overall, what did we like from this kind of a little more stressful than we thought it was going to be matchup against the Hornets. I mean, the never say die clips are back. Yeah. I mean, they, they have Firmly. the same sort of what's, what's the word I'm looking je ne for. Sais quoi. Yeah. There's a, there's a certain, <laughs> je ne sais pas, or as the French say, I don't know yeah. about the team. Um, and it, it's just great. It's great to see that they're still never out of a game. Um, and they'll always, you know, Put on that run to get back into it. Yes. What were they down like, fifteen or something at this point in this game? No, uh, I think it was ten. Was maybe the top at the yeah. in, you know in the fourth quarter, uh, maybe eleven. But I mean, it was an up and down game. Um, they definitely had opportunities to put the game away earlier and didn't. Yes, for um, sure. But it was really nice to see them go on a twenty-two to nothing run to Dude. seal the victory. So that happened in the fourth quarter. The Hornets went six minutes without a bucket. From 709 to 109. Mm -hmm. Not good. No. Uh, partially due to them going cold. But the defense looked like we talked about it a little bit after the game. It almost felt like this was one of those games where it was like, we're going to wait to turn it on. Yeah. And we're going to see what happens. But the defense looked pretty solid other than LaMelo kind of getting going early. Yeah. LaMelo was hot early. Most of the Hornets were hot early, actually. Yes. Um, and the first unit defense, as you know, much to Ty's chagrin mm -hmm. has not been great to start games no. um and they, they tend to leave guys open and that's been a big issue of mine to start the season but they they have been able to ratchet it up and kind of get sort of their chaos defense yeah. which is sort of what they run now <laughs> that's a good call um and and it has spurred some runs which is nice it was nice uh, another thing we liked in this game everyone stepped up around a quote-unquote cold Paul George <laughs> right who still had 20 points nine boards eight assists but shot just 40 percent Seven Clippers and double figures. I mean, who should we talk about first? There was a handful of guys. Like, do we want to start? Let's start with Reggie, I guess. 19 points. Only went three of 11 from deep. Yeah, a rough a rough shooting night in general, but mm -hmm. definitely didn't stop attacking, which is very Reggie of him to do. Sure. Um, yes. for him, so for him to end up with 19 points, he did hit some big threes later uh, in the game. So that was that was nice to see. And then Luke Kennard had 18 points going six of 11 from deep. My guy. Which we're going to talk about in the progress report. He's having a fantastic year. And it still feels like 
not like that he's coming out of nowhere when these threes go in, but I mean, I'm getting so much more, even more comfortable now when Kennard lets a three fly to yeah. just start jogging back up the court and play defense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm surprised when he misses at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been nice to see him just be more comfortable. Yeah. Um, Terrence Mann and Zoo both had double doubles. Terrence Mann, he's got to start, right? Or, or should he like? I think we can get to that a little later. Okay. Um, but but he, I, was, I, he was elite with his rebounding in this game. Terrence was chaotic tonight. Good chaotic. In, in a good in a good yes. way. Um, and that's the person we need with Pat <laughs> Beverly out. A hundred percent. And he's so, a little more. He's not getting random technicals like Patrick Beverly and stuff yet. Like <laughs> yeah, yet. true. That that'll really he has room to grow is yeah, what you're saying. The next yeah. part of his game. Um, but he was. I mean, his rebounding is like this is. I think this is only the second game of the year that we've won rebounds. Right. Um, and the fact that he had ten, that it feels like he really kind of came on in the third quarter in this game. Yeah. Um, anytime the team is in a bit of a lull. He's always able to just provide that like building block of a spark. Right. He he brings the energy which Ty called after the game infectious. Yes. He said him and Luke are able to sort of reinvigorate the team when they come into the game, which definitely passes the eye test. Like that's that's what I've been seeing too this season. And let's talk about Zoo. Who oh is, my boy. Zoo is the other than Eric Bledsoe, uh, probably the most hated upon Clipper. He's the most polarizing. Sure. Yeah. Fair. Um, what did you like from Zunai? He did have a double-double, finished with um, 14 and 11, also had two blocks. Zoo's, Zoo's a hard worker, and I think that the beginning of the year was a combination of the Clippers' general struggles and also Zoo testing out his re- rehabbed MCL. Yeah. I mean, he tore his MCL yeah. um, in June. So. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a long time frame um, for him to get his legs back sure. under him. For a so, giant human being yeah, also. It's exactly. not like a point guard turn. <laughs> and yeah, so he, um, he's finally feeling – to me it feels like he's finally moving like he did last season the year before yeah. when he has been a solid contributor for the Clippers. And the more rebounds he grabs, the less people are going to complain. We had a discussion That's at the, the game. That's the biggest issue with yeah. Zoo is that like you'll look up and you're like, Zoo has three rebounds? And yeah. he got like four minutes ago in the third. Like what the hell is going on? Right. But he is – He's kind of the only man mover yes. on the Clippers right now. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. He's the only guy who's really able to push guys around. But, the, I mean, the hustle was there tonight. Right. Ty Lue was praising him. I mean, he got a poster. He did. On Miles Bridges. Yes. The guy who usually puts people on posters. And then posters. he punched him in the face later when he <laughs> yeah, tried to he, get him back. He very <laughs> Yeah. Zoo got a flagrant yeah. and was the victim of a flagrant in this game. Big game. Big game from I Zoo. I mean, that's the Zoo, that's the zoo full, hat trick. <laughs> the full experience. Yeah, double-double and a flagrant on you and committing a flagrant on somebody. Um, no, just a great team effort um, all the way around. The Clippers took 48 threes in this one. Hell yeah. Um, hit 37%. You like that. Let's get into what we didn't like, and let's start with the what is now the biggest issue with the Clippers. When do these turnovers get figured out? Which is crazy because they were so good at not turning the ball over the first yes. – you know, when they were losing, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. They, they averaged like seven and a half a game or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Um, some of it is Paul George. Um, Eight turnovers tonight. And, Paul and bad George, ones. Paul bad George's ones turnovers tonight. are – and there's obviously not good turnovers. Right. Paul George's turnovers are bad turnovers a lot of the time. It we've talked about this on our show, uh, the Clips Up podcast. Me and Brian Cullen um, coming to you every week. You can yeah. go on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we talked about how when when Paul George has it going, it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen, and that's because yeah, he's so fluid with everything. 
and he's and it looks you know effortless yeah but the bad side of that is when you're doing something effortlessly and it doesn't work it looks, it looks real, like you don't care yeah it looks yeah. really bad yeah yeah that's a good call um yeah he had eight Bledsoe had five. Reggie had three. Is this just growing pains? Like, I'm at the point. We had one off an inbounds. Like, Yeah, that, that one was really bad. We've had a couple of those. Um, but other than that, then, like, transition offense, turnovers is just like, oh, do we just have to wait for these to not happen? It, it feels like a timing thing right now. Okay. A lot of this stuff, particularly with Paul George, feels like a timing thing. Mm-hmm. And also, PG and Zoo just don't have great chemistry there is not a, you're right that's a it's very not good great point. yet yeah. um which is rare because zoo kind of has good chemistry with like 90 percent of the people that he does a pick and roll with yeah i mean him and Kawhi are the ones that have the best chemistry sure. yes. but it's just I, I don't think that the team has figured out where to give the ball to zoo for him to be able to catch it paul george especially paul george throws it anywhere from <laughs> yeah. five feet over his head to three feet under his feet yeah so. and sometimes zoo just has stone hands absolutely that's just absolutely yeah. um this is kind of a pivot. Do you think that year that he had to play with two broken fingers has affected how he catches the basketball? I think so. That was his first year with the Clips. Yeah. And I remember I kept having to remind myself, oh, yeah. The man he doesn't has, have functioning hands. He does not have functioning <laughs> hands right yeah. now. Um, what else do we not like? Kind of a sluggish start to this one. Yeah. You know, really, the, the sluggish start was was definitely a combination of hot shooting and also bad defense. That has to stop. Yeah. Everyone was open for the Hornets to start yeah. this one. Like, LaMelo was finding people with fantastic LaMelo passes, sure. Right. Terry Rozier also got really hot in the third. It was either the third or fourth. That might have been when I was on my adventure. Yeah, Yeah. fair. Um, (laughs) Where it was like, oh, Terry Rozier's kind of turning it up now. This might be bad. Yeah. Um, But again, like, the biggest bugaboos is just the turnovers Mm -hmm. and then starting the game on defense and transition offense. Yeah. Which I think the transition offense, I don't know if I can hold hope out for it. Because it's just been bad for the Clippers. They don't seem to have the personnel for it. Which makes no sense. Right. Like... Uh, PG stole the ball from LaMelo, had, I think it was a three-on-one, gave it to Bledsoe, and it just, like, it didn't work. The timing was like, wrong on the on the alley-oop, and then Bledsoe threw it off somebody's face, and yeah, it was bad. It was bad. So, real quick, how are we feeling after this game? The win streak is at four. Um, how are you feeling, Joe? Hey, over 500, which is great. Sure. Um, coming into a home-heavy stretch of the season, <laughs> yes. 15 in their the next only, 20. The only. Yeah, this is it. They'll never be at home ever again after these next 20 games. <laughs> um, 15 in their next 20, and I think 14 in their next 12 all mm-hmm. coming home. So uh, it feels good to have a little bit of momentum going into that stretch because yes. it looked like maybe they were going to squander this because they weren't going to be ready. Yeah. But this is the perfect time to get Serge healthy because you're going to be home the whole time. Yep. This is the perfect time, hopefully, for Marcus Morris to come back. He can also get his feet My under him. My hot take was right, by the way. Yeah. My hot take was that Serge is going to come back before Mook. That was wow. Correct. Nailed it. Yeah. Wow. Genius. Um, I'm. Do we think Paul George gets player of the week? No. Just because of the media bias? Yeah. He's never going to get any love answer. ever. I know. Someone asked, like, like, what if he puts up MVP numbers? I'm like, the MVP numbers Paul George has to put up are not the MVP numbers. They're also not attainable. They're not real. Yeah, they're, they're not, not real numbers. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we're going to do a segment where Joseph talks about how, how stats aren't real. Um, <laughs> Alternative <laughs> stats Yeah, Joseph Rye Award. Um, holistic stats. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking the Freshies. We're going to be talking Serge's return, which was a little wonky, but that's that's not really surprising how to potentially maximize Eric Bledsoe as well as a couple other things floating around. But first we got to give a shout out to prize picks. Uh, Joseph, do you play fantasy basketball? I do not. You should. And you should use prize picks. It is the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator, prop operator, if you will. 
and offer all superstar players as well as bench players uh, recording a handful of minutes each game. Hartenstein, probably pretty valuable in prize picks, just a heads up. Uh, any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. Users that deposit and use promo code NBA will get a deposit match for 100% up to 100 bucks, which is great. You pick two to five players and then over under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. You can mix and match sports. You can take the over on LeBron combined points. You can take the under on Mahomes' interceptions. You should probably take the over. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use promo code NBA. Go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And how you can watch these uh, sp- games that you have bet on is DirecTV. Joseph, let me ask you a question. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you in particular have your neighbor's best friend's login for the game. It's like stuff. they're watching my life. Exactly. Well, I want to tell you a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Let's get into these freshies now that we're done uh, keeping the lights on over here. Let's talk Serge Ibaka's return. Yes. The first time in uh, a few months. A long ass Since time. May. Since May. Um, that Serge has played. He played eight minutes, no points, one board, one assist, one block, five fouls. He's coming for Hartenstein's throne. <laughs> yeah, that per 36 fouls. How do we feel how he was looking movement-wise? It looked like a man who hadn't played real competitive NBA basketball for many, many months. Yes, but uh, not in a surprising way. It no. wasn't bad. It looked rusty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think Ty Lue said something like, the game is fast. When yeah, you when you, yeah, when you haven't played in a long time, it's fast. It didn't. It looked like that. It looked like someone standing on a racetrack. Definitely. He had a really funny turnover where he passed it to Marcus Morris, but Marcus Morris was sitting on the bench and was in the corner technically. Yeah, was um, wide open he on was the bench. very much open. Um, what do we think this ramp-up period looks like? He mentioned in the postgame kind of a weird comment vibe wise about like not wanting to talk about the decision to get surgery last year basically not wanting to throw some people yeah under the bus for how that was totally handled right kind of sounded like he maybe wanted surgery well i mean he did basically come out and say he wanted to get it earlier and the medical staff told him no yeah when no they talked about it <laughs> go record media this post-game day. workout video yeah for us. go lift yeah <laughs> heavyweights um how long do you think this ramp up period it is you know not just because I talked about it earlier. I do think it's this next stretch of twenty-ish games. Right. Um, you you Did have him at home, to like eighteen minutes a game or something. Yeah, like that. and hopefully he can he can be the backup center after that. You know, once you go on the road, he's ready to actually be on the road, yeah. traveling with the team, not getting so rehab twenty done. games from now. Mm-hmm. On like Serge should look 26, 20, game twenty-six. Serge should look like a backup NBA center. Yeah. Okay, that's legit. Um, I want him to take it slow on this. He said he was going to. Yeah. To he be said, fair, what was weird too? He was like, "I almost, I could have come back earlier." And I'm like, "Thank, no one wanted you to do yeah. that." Yeah. And he <laughs> said, "I chose, I chose a path that took longer because of what happened last year." Yeah. And if you had seen him sit down at the press conference, you would absolutely be like, "Thank God you took your time," because yeah. it definitely does not look like you're. He's looking rusty. Yeah. Yeah. And this moves into another uh, kind of the king of the freshies lately, 
Isaiah Hartenstein is very good at basketball. He's okay. very skilled. Yeah. What does his minutes look like when Serge is back to 100%? Is he back to these te- like 10 minutes? I don't I don't know if he get if like, if Serge is all the way back. Right. I think we're putting Isaiah energy out there. He's going to be all the way yeah, back. Yeah, so let's say Serge is all the way back in 20 games. I think Isaiah Hartenstein's Hartenstein's minutes are zero. He played 11 in this one with yeah. Serge only playing 8. Right. Um and we went big a lot. Yeah. against the, the Hornets, yeah. which is even more interesting. So it was yeah. like if there was going to be a game for Hartenstein to get minutes, it was this one. Right. I'm wondering how much it's going to kind of fluctuate because he got more minutes than Zoo in the – it wasn't the Minnesota game. I think it was the game before that mm. when Zoo had like 12 or something like that. Hartenstein had 18. It's kind of yeah. a weird um, situation. Okay, see? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Um, but he, it, it almost – I wish we didn't know how skilled he was. Yeah. Because when he's not going to be getting minutes, like kind of rightfully so, if Serge is fully healthy and right. Zoo is playing well right. in the grand scheme of things, this is going to be a scapegoat. This is going to be a thing. Yeah. Where, let's get Hartenstein out there. We know he can grab boards, put him in for a stint. But I'm going to be like, dude, if he's getting like six, eight minute stretches, I think that's maybe where he'll be only in games when we're going big. Okay. I, you know, it's a possibility, and I definitely think there will be games where someone isn't playing well. Yeah. And so you know, okay, I have someone who can actually give me NBA minutes right now. Um, in real third center minutes, not like when we would just have Patterson come in and like right. huck up a three. Exactly. <laughs> Foul trouble, stuff like that. Definitely he's going to be a valuable part of the team in that way. I do think, though, that I would like to dispel some of the ideas out there. He is our third best center. Sure. He is not better than Zoo and Serge when both of those guys are Agreed. healthy and ready to go. So. Yeah. Um, he does things that are more fun to watch better than those two guys. Right. The he passing, passes yeah. a lot better than those two guys. Yeah. But Zoo in the short roll now. Sure. He's getting there. Um, but the defending, he's kind of in, I didn't know he was going to be this stout at the rim. At but the rim for not sure. But as good as Surgeon Zoo when fully healthy. Right. And back. he's also not great in space. I've yeah. noticed him a lot leaving his man anytime they drift anywhere outside of, of the paint. He does. He fouls too much. He loves like, fouling. It's very he loves clear it. It's his favorite. That that's the issue. But I'm happy he's the third center. Yes. He's an elite third center. I think yes. we could say. Yeah. <laughs> elite, elite third center is definitely an interesting phrase. But yes, um, that is him. <laughs> to be in that position. Um, his Pro 36, you know, we'll check in on that next week or so. <laughs> Um, a question that has confounded philosophers, scientists, um, you know, the lay people for years. How can we maximize Eric Bledsoe? <laughs> uh, getting Surge healthy. Yeah. That, I, that seems, that's the hot thing right now is that yeah. when Surge is healthy, people are really hoping that that maximizes right. Bledsoe. Right. And I think it gives you the opportunity to move Bledsoe to the bench Why if Surge is healthy. Just because Surge can space? Or yeah. Or what is this idea? Yeah, I think okay. there, there's a little bit better diversity of the game that they can play together sure. than him and Zoo. Yeah. Uh, and it will give Bledsoe better driving lanes. Now, maybe he's not getting into the paint because maybe he's lost a quarter of a step. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but it would be nice to see him play in lineups where he is actually the lead ball handler, which right. he can be on the bench, and have a little bit better spacing, which he could be on a bench that's featuring Luke Kennard, Serge Ibaka, you know, Nick that Batum bench, or Marcus, Marcus Morris. A bench lineup of Bledsoe, Kennard, let's say, let's call it Morris because I think Batum will probably right. stay. Morris, like Ibaka, Ibaka mm-hmm. and then, you know, probably Paul George for the most part based yeah. on how his minutes are going. That's a nice bench. Right. It's That's not, a it's, nice it's not a huge drop off from what you have in your starting yeah. unit. Especially with how, yeah, like how much PG is playing. Right. Um, I hope Bledsoe can get it together. I hope so too. I think Terrence Mann needs to be starting right now. I'm sure we're going to talk. I about think I think that's a that's a 
common refrain, and I, I definitely can't argue against it. Yeah. Um. Oh, Brandon Boston Jr. Oh, this is good. Will he ever pass? No. Why do you say that? So when <laughs> when I was sitting upstairs <laughs> before the game, tonight, he did. Yeah. He got a couple at the end of the game. Um, they were doing layup lines, and Brandon Boston Jr. Uh, went and made the layup, and then he got back into the layup line mm-hmm. of the layup lines. Yep. Uh, and then he went and he shot again, and then he went and he begrudgingly went into the rebound line. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck is grabbed, this? Grabbed the rebound and didn't pass it to a teammate, <laughs> and he went into the corner and got a shot up. So Real hoopers, man. He's a real hooper. <laughs> uh, realistically, are you just ha- are you looking forward to him going down to the G League to get some time? Need, need him to get, get in Ontario and yeah. just play as much as he can. That season starts on the 10th, I believe. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he gets sent down. Um, him and Keon, also I see Keon healthy. Yeah. Sick Keon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then lastly, to wrap up the freshies, Justice Winslow, what does he do? He defends, um, sure. but other than that, it's been rough. I think he's a project for next year, much like Luke Kennard was last year. A project in the sense that, but like how useful can he be? I think he can be a situational defender, um, okay. and I think as he gets his legs under him, I think more things will come back in terms of finding the rhythm of the game. Right. Um, and a short offseason for a guy like him who's just battled injuries. Not even just that. He played five games all of last year. So, yeah. And then but the year before that is when he hurt uh, his hip, I think. Mm-hmm. And so he's played like something like 25, 30 Not games in the last three seasons. Yeah. And so he needs some time to get back. Right. Well, I hope we can figure it out. But again, elite third power forward to have. There you go. You know, top of the list. Bro, the, <laughs> the elite third string for the Our Clippers. third string. Tops, tops in the tops league. Tops of the league. Um, coming up, we're going to be doing a small section of Ohio's favorite part of our show, the Luke Kennard Progress Report, as well as Terrence Mann Vorp Watch, which Joseph does not like. But first, <laughs> we got to give a shout out to Built Bar. Uh, they have so many delicious flavors. Coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My personal favorite flavor, mint brownie. Classic, always good, a little more rich than mint chocolate, you know, if you want to treat yourself. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars uh, fantastic tasting, they're also very healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams sugar. And only four to five grams net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today, check out Grasshopper Cookie or Raspberry, whatever you want to do. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Pretty cool. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 15% off your next order. One more time, that is promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at Built.com. All right. Vorp Watch. Ready. We're here. So... Terrence Mann, Vorp Watch, doing this every Monday. Vorp, of course, is a value over replacement player. Yes. Kind of a bad stat. It's kind of like war in, in yes, baseball. wins above replacement. Um, the idea is, as the season goes on, you accumulate more Vorp. Yes. And you end the season with a higher number. Right now, Paul George, at this juncture, is at .7. His MVP year, he was 6.6. 6. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, this this, gra- this gradually goes up higher yes. and higher. Right now, uh, before the Charlotte game, Terrence Mann was at a 0.0, just like he was last week. <laughs> Thrilling stuff on Vorp Watch. I feel like Vorp Watch should be a monthly segment. Nope, and not we're a doing weekly. it every week, man. <laughs> okay. You never All know. Right. He might have a good-ass week. <laughs> okay. What if that Vorp skyrockets 0.3 Breaking news in Vorp yes. Watch. We are at 0.1, we ladies at point and gentlemen. <laughs> he was at minus 0.1 a couple weeks ago. Hey, moving on up. Come on, man. Um how do you feel about Terrence so far this year? Is he better than a replacement player? He is. He is. 
he is absolutely better than a replacement <laughs> player, uh, especially the last during this streak. Ty had that we conversation him. with him. I need you to be more aggressive. Yeah. I need you to get out and run the floor. I need you to do the things that you do well. And that seems to have unlocked him like it has unlocked other players for the mm-hmm. Clippers when Ty has had that talk with people. Yeah. Um, seems I don't like know. like such a better talk with Tyler than Doc Rivers. Yeah. Every time Doc Rivers would talk about it, they would just buy like shit. <laughs> they would implode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'd love to I'd love to be in there to see the, the Jedi mind tricks Ty is playing on these guys. I think he's um, just talking to him like a regular human being. And probably. And like Ty more. Yeah, and you know the hoarseness of his voice is much less, so I feel yes. like it's less grating. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. enough about Doc, thousand uh, winner. Oh yeah, thousand game winner, Doc Rivers. Um, yeah. Regular season champs. I love what I'm I'm seeing from Terrence Mann. Mm-hmm. He has he has refound that energy that he had had last year that made him so important during the playoff run. Hopefully he can sustain it. Hopefully it doesn't drain him you know too much throughout yeah. the season. Which is where I kind of get torn on like should he just keep coming off the bench? Mm-hmm. Instead I don't, of having to start the game against ones. I, I don't think it's necessarily fair to ask him to do that not only for now 35 minutes a night. Or sorry, not only for mm-hmm. you know 20 minutes a night every night or whatever. Now yeah. you have to do it for 35 minutes a night. Yeah. And we need it. Desperately. Especially because we need him on the boards. He didn't even have it last year for a full season. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we very saw good him call. and we saw him wear down in the playoffs. Yeah. So his conditioning is weirdly not talked about. Yeah, enough. It needs to be better. Yeah, so hopefully he's able to sustain what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout the year, um, I'd like to see him start. I think at this point, but I do think we need to wait for the surge thing, like we were talking about. Yeah, it's I know it's like this idea. Like I'm trying to wa- I'm watching these Reggie Terrence stints really yeah. closely, and I'm like, on paper, this idea makes so much sense. On yeah, the court, the fit works, but it just hasn't. I don't know if they're comfortable with it yet. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's blatant yet. It's yeah. not. It's not like you're watching the games exactly. and you're like, that needs to be what goes on. Super good call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, there was some kind of going back to the surge thing. The spacing is really the biggest thing that needs work. Yeah. The surge coming back right now because there are some times where there's like three Clippers players within three feet of each other. Yeah, he's got to figure like, out how to play with these guys. Yeah. Um, for sure. What do you think Terrence's warp is going to be at the end of the year? Um. Man, this is going to be so tough. I think it'd be a great year if it was like over one. Oh, I think yeah. over one is I a great year for Terrence. Mann. I was going to say one and a half. Yeah, that's that's a good over under. Yeah. Um, let us know if you're going to put any money down. Let us know if you if you have a bookie that lets you put down money on VORP. And we would love to have them on the show to discuss how profitable it is to get people to bet on advanced animals. Love that. And also let us know if you're keeping track of Vorp Watch at home in a notebook. Yeah, if you have that a calendar and you've been marking it off, maybe, you know. Some charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah you I'd know, love you got it. some string. Um, all right, moving on to what legitimately might be most people's favorite segment of this show, the Luke Kennard Progress Report. This started last season when we got Luke Kennard. Kind of is a joke because Tyloo didn't really know how to use him. Luke Kennard was not having a good time. Right. And was mostly fixing his hair for the Clippers. <laughs> that has changed this year. My man is hooping. He is. I think people forget that he's a bucket. He is. He's a problem. <laughs> you've entered. Yeah, you've entered the real hooper section of the pod. As someone, as someone said to me on Twitter today, he's built different. <laughs> uh, this is your first Luke Kennard progress report. How do you feel about Luke Kennard's progress so far this season? So he's been 
he's been great. Other than that one game where Ty Lue publicly shamed him for passing up four shots. Um, that he, was also the game where I love that Ty Lue revealed that they don't go over shots he missed. They just go over shots he should have He didn't taken. take. Yeah. Like, they're like, you should have taken this one. You should have taken yeah. this. That's a great way to do it. It feels, it feels mean, but I love it. And I think Luke responds well because yeah. he has responded. Yeah. He, he's definitely started to do the hunting, quote unquote, okay, that they've been talking about. Yes. Um, and I need to know, because no one told me, if the goatee has continued to grow out. Because I noticed a few Ooh. games ago, Evil Luke, Evil Luke has, <laughs> has made an appearance, and I'm here for it. He has, he's has he been taking six threes per game. He took 11 tonight. That's insane. Um, he was shooting over 45% from deep for the season. That's higher after the night. Yeah. He, he should be he should be over forty six percent after tonight, and the Clippers are plus seventy five in his two hundred and forty three minutes so far this season, um, which That's is insane. Good. And yeah. he was a plus twenty four tonight. Most of that was obviously during the run, and he continues to get the Trez special, which is something that yes. I have been monitoring. I wanted to ask Ty about it tonight, but someone asked kind of a similar question. Sure. Um, yeah, I was gonna to, you don't want to get made fun of. I was gonna throw in the Trez special part. Nice question, dumbass. Exactly. But he played basically the final 17 minutes of the game, and there was a moment where I think Ty was going to sub in Nick Batum for him, and then he hit the three, and Ty pulled Nick Batum back. And to me, that speaks to the confidence Ty has in yes, Luke Which at was this point. not their last game, right. which was partially Ty Lue's fault yeah. for running that horrendous Lue-Reggie-Luke lineup. Right. Every, you talked about a lineup smacking in the face being good. Yeah. That was a lineup that smacks in the face the other way. <laughs> Terrible. It was like, wow, this is really bad. Yeah. Who could have seen this? What a coming? disaster. Three yeah. bad defensive guards. Um, what's been the biggest surprise in his game? He's moved, He's moving off the ball. Yeah. And, and everybody had been talking about wanting him to be J.J. Redick. And um, I didn't see that. Because I didn't see that in his game. I saw him as somebody way more skill who was a little bit more right. yeah, spot up. And then I felt like the the projection for him was he's going to have the ball in his hands, do things like yeah. that, run, pick, and roll. But he has been leaning into the J.J. Redick aspect of his game. Mm-hmm. And it's really sort of unlocked the Clippers lineups when he's on the floor. Yeah, still have three assists, too. Yeah. Like, what surprised me the most is, and Tyler's talked about how he's fitting in with the team defense. His defense has not been feisty. as, as bad. He's as, feisty. Is it? I thought it was, I mean, it was bad last year, but yeah. part of that was pairings and stuff like that. Dude, he's in the right spots. Like, he was matching Patrick Beverly's energy yeah. against, in that Minnesota game. Like, I'm genuinely fine with his defense. Yeah. Like, and Ty Lue has also figured out how to put guys around him so the defense is still right. good. Like, and serviceable. Yeah. yeah. He's still going to get beat. He's still going to get sure. scored There's over. There's physical limitations yeah. at some but point. But he's, he's, he's competing. He definitely looks, he looks feisty on the defensive end. Yes, man. That was a fun-ass Monday episode. Hell yeah. Um, Tuesday's episode, preview of Clippers versus Blazers. Will might be back? Uh, not entirely sure. Uh, Twitter Tuesday, so send those questions in the at Locked on Clips. Of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Joseph Ryward, thank you so much for joining this podcast. Thank you for having me on, You are very knowledgeable about the Clippers. We need your content. Where can these people find your content? So you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Rye Award. Uh, on Twitter, you can follow the show that I co-host, the mm-hmm. Clipset Podcast, at Clipset Pod on Twitter. We are on every available podcast app you can think of, Sure, um, I think. So uh, you can look there, Clipset Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to donate to our show, uh, we're ad-free. We're listener-supported, just like NPR. 
that's not ad free, but they are just like NPR. Yeah, we are just like NPR, (laughs) uh, even though they have ads. Um, But the listener supported part, you can go to patreon.com slash clips up pod. You can sign up to be a paid patron. Um, You get first access to our mailbag episodes. You actually get to ask us the questions for our mailbag episodes. Um, We're looking to do some more things for our patrons moving forward. Select few with those mailbag questions. That's right. Nice. That's That's right. Um, And just a shout out. Remember to follow my co-host, Brian Cullen, Mm -hmm. his handle is Brian S. Cullen on Twitter. He is also very knowledgeable and very funny. Yes, he absolutely is. We thank you so much for your content and for hopping on the show. If you want to leave a review for Locked On Clips, you can do that over at iTunes. Uh, most of them are pretty positive, which is fun. We'll read them on air, even if they're mean. Um, if they're funny. If they're just mean, we're not going to be on right. um, You can find us on iTunes, Deezer, Spotify, um, Ty Lu Pods, which he doesn't know we started yet. But, you know, we're over there. Um, <laughs> I have been positive Chuck Mockler. He is Joseph Fryer Ward. William, the opinion of Ty is usually here. We will talk to you guys on Tuesday.